different generation than us. She's, she's right not a different people. generation. Yeah, she is. She's four years younger than us. I mean. Okay, but people who are like four years older than us felt like fucking fifty years old. That's like blatantly not Your true. sister? My sister just sucks. Okay, but like, on top of that, she didn't have Twitter in middle school, and we did. That made us different. Kayla, you're not different than us. Well, yeah. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? Oh. What? Oh. Welcome back. Welcome back, Analysis listeners. This is Bob coming to you again, and joining me, he isn't masturbating, he just has itchy legs. <laughs> it's Bobby Peterson. Hey, glad to be back, Bob. Yeah, man, welcome back. And today we're going to be talking about a movie that we recently went to see. You had put it on my radar a few months ago because you're a big fan of its director, comedian Bo Burnham. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about a little indie movie called Eighth Grade, currently sitting at 98%. Oh shit. Yeah, 98% wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. Really starting to take off. Hit it big in the film festival scene and is getting wide release now. Definitely feels like this year's Lady Bird type of indie movie that's getting a lot of momentum and steam. We'll get into that in a little bit, but to get us started, let me first just say, A Star is Born, man. Yeah. We have A Star Born, and I'm not talking about its lead, Elsie Fisher, I'm talking about Gabe. The <laughs> <laughs> Easily my favorite character. Oh, that kid killed it. He was so great. No, you know, of course I'm talking about Elsie Fisher, all due respect to Gabe, and a girl who had just graduated 8th grade comes in and just set this on fire, and I think we have a very, very big talent on our hands. How did you feel about this movie in general? Oh, I loved it. Just my own thoughts, eighth grade, freshman year is probably the hardest, most awkward time of my life, as it is, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Yeah. I related to not so much the internet aspect of it, but just trying to like talk to people that are outside of your comfort zone. I, I connected with Elsie in the sense that I was a little bit of an introvert, especially then, a little bit on the nerdier side. I liked what I liked, and I was afraid to go outside my box. And then I really felt for her when she was just trying so hard to connect with people that she just doesn't really have a connection with. It was really fascinating. Yeah, so with that said, this movie's about a girl who... It's her last week of eighth grade. And that starts off with an assembly... Or it actually starts off with her making a YouTube video about talking about self-confidence. And that's very cleverly spliced together with moments from her real life starting with an assembly where they're giving out the superlatives of that year and she gets crowned shyest person or quietest person in school which is just yeah. a really mean superlative. Yeah, it really kind of is. That's one of the most unrealistic parts to me. Is like, yeah. I don't think they'd ever give this award away. No. Please message us if you guys had a quietest person in school superlative but she wins that and it kind of sets the tone as she's the shy girl. And listening to interviews with Bo Burnham, the writer and director, he had cast Elsie Fisher, the actress who plays Kayla in this movie, and he cast her because all of the girls who were coming in to audition for this part, he said were very confident girls who were <laughs> trying to play shy, trying to pretend to be shy, mm. versus Elsie was very much a shy person who was trying to be confident and trying to show confidence. And he said that is shyness to him he said it's not just cowering in the corner and some of the the usual tropes that people identify with with shyness but it's really 
the effort in trying to meet people and, and just awkwardly doing it or, or failing in doing it, and that's the essence of shyness to him. And right. that was what he wanted to make this movie about, or the, at least his central character about, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, yeah. Elsie nailed it in that case. Absolutely. And so this kind of movie can easily be lumped into a genre that I think has been yielding us a lot of really good movies over the last couple of years. Uh, Edge of 17 that just came out um, with Woody Harrelson um, oh, yeah. and uh, the, the the girl from True Grit. I can't even remember her name. I, I think it's Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, I think it's Haley, yeah. And then also uh, last year's Lady Bird, but this even scales it back four years because a lot of that and a lot of that genre, that female coming of age kind of movie, exists in end of high school or high school teen years. And this is almost scaling it back four years, adolescence moving into those teen years, and even kind of exploring what that time of your life is and, and all the anxieties and, and, and troubles that happen and exist in that place. And it's actually, to me, a really interesting place to examine because it's it's all of us, nobody has fond <laughs> memories of eighth grade. No. And I even think about my time in high school was okay compared to what I went through in eighth grade. So I think it's an uncharted territory in that and very cool for it to be examined. Yeah, like you were saying, all those movies you listed, those are all teenhood to adulthood. This is child, the middle like the middle age of a child going into teenhood. Again, that's not something you see very often. Yeah, and you can reflect, and there's a lot of cringeworthy moments. There's also a lot of nostalgia that comes in where you see the kids <laughs> stacking the markers or oh, yeah. the sex ed videos, <laughs> and it definitely brings back memories, or just a pool party. Ooh, and yeah, pool what, party it's just, the pool party is just a really interesting place to examine in, in that scene where it's just like, they're kind of prepubescent, so there's all those hormones ripping at you and just like you're half naked and, and just all of the... <laughs> just getting comfortable with your body and feeling more comfortable with your body and, and just that atmosphere and going like, oh my God, and you're almost watching through your fingers because this girl's oh, yeah. so awkward and she's going to put herself into that scenario and it just makes for really compelling and also really funny moments. Oh, it's hilarious. And <laughs> another thing that I thought was really interesting about this movie was the examination of what middle school and high school is like in iPhone era and it's, it's something true. I think about all the time it's just man because uh, I didn't even have an iPhone or a smartphone in college and just yeah. like what it's like to going through middle school with a video camera in your I pocket all the time I can't even imagine <laughs> and so he really gets I don't think he's making a huge comment on it but just taking inventory that this exists and that you know she's kind of living through the phone you know and they're all, all the kids heads are down kind of constantly scrolling and so what it's like to try to make a connection with somebody with another barrier in between you right. being the phone or just living through what the media presents to these kids and, and kind of the, the fake world and you know making yourself look different through an app and all of those things that make it even more difficult for kids today right is i think is was was a really interesting place for this movie to live the only time he really sort of, I think, directly comments on like social media as far as how it, how it affects people, not just Elsie, is the scene where she meets up with her high school partner and they all meet up at the mall. Yeah, she has to shadow a high school student before they go to high school. Right, she's supposed to shepherd her into to what, the life is, what her life is going to look like. 
and there's a scene where it's the two boys and the two girls and Elsie sitting at the table, and one of the boys is talking about how Elsie's very quiet, and he, and he asks her, he's like, how were you when you had Snapchat? Like, as if that's sort of some, some sort of timeline of, like, your life that's before That's the benchmark. After. Yeah. Like, for us, I mean, we're in our 30s. For us, I'd be like, what, when, when did you get Facebook? Like, mm-hmm. for us, Facebook came out when we were in college, and it's for college kids, and then it obviously yeah. grew into what it is. But that's, like, our benchmark for, like, what changed our lives as far as social media. And he asked her, like, Snapchat. And she was like, I, was, I had it when I was in fifth grade. And he, it blows his mind. Yeah, how fifth like, grade? They were sending nudes to each other because that's what <laughs> it's That is exactly the first thing he goes to. But, no, it's just, like... Her um, life is completely different. Her perspective. Yeah, he's, like, it's a four-year difference between Elsie and them. But he acts like it's a completely different generation. And, honestly, I kind of feel like that sometimes, too, with someone that's four years younger than me. Like, my girlfriend's three years younger, but she grew up... She's more in touch with all the apps and mm-hmm. social media and things like that. And I feel like a dinosaur sometimes, even though there's only a few years difference. So I kind of yeah, know where Bo was coming with that scene. Yeah, and, and all this stuff he does, just cinematically, all of the internet stuff is very practical, the way he shoots it and the way he uses a lot of the computer light and the phone light just naturally in that place. <laughs> Uh, was just kind of interesting as a filmmaker, yeah. which I, I didn't necessarily anticipate being like, oh, interesting choice from Bo Burnham, right, the director. Exactly. And then I think the just the internet and her relationship to it became a character that she played against. It was, it was almost like another character in the movie. It's just like I, it's, when her dad kind of comes in and she's in the middle of, of kissing her phone and she throws it across the room <laughs> or just at the dinner table. She's like, I just want to be with my phone or, or just kind of the, the, the YouTube videos and how he was able to creatively use that to show this is her, what she's trying to project to the world versus the way she actually is and how right. she's almost living a double life and how we live a double life on our social media versus what's happening in reality. Right. And the internet and apps almost became a character in themselves. Yeah, like there's like that sequence where it's the Enya song, Sail Away, Sail Away, and it's just her scrolling and liking and scrolling and Sailor liking. Away. And yeah, it's just like, it's like a, it feels like a fantasy sequence because it's like the way it's all layered, like screens on top of screens and like her face just like loving what she's doing. Yeah, yeah I think that was, yeah, and that was just her in, in her most happy element exactly and it's like a euphoria yeah and but that also is going to allow you to exist in a closed world in a world where you don't you know make as many connections and you know she's quiet and she just is is safe and happy in that place and kudos to this character for identifying that and trying to make those changes exactly and it's that this movie is really about her journey trying to do that going to pool parties singing karaoke (laughs) going up to girls and, and saying thanks for inviting me to your party and just all those oh man all uh, that stuff seems very simple but trust me it's it's yeah. cringeworthy when, when you're 13 or 14 way. it's absolutely terrifying he does <laughs> some really funny and we've always really admired Bo Burnham and you, you're the one who introduced me to him as well but the, the scenes the flash cuts of the guy that she's attracted to oh my god and the pumping techno music and you're just supposed to be this like ultimate badass so he sits up in the pool and double middle finger. That was my biggest laugh in the whole movie. It's like he's like sexy, like like wet kid, and then it pans out and he's just giving the double bird to his friend. Just like like oh yeah, this kid's thirteen. Like it's not like sexualized. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's thirteen. Yeah, he's thirteen. And he's you know sixty five pounds and just like a little wiener. But to her, he's this like yeah, cool guy. Get blowjobs. Oh yeah, exactly. And that scene too, where it's like he asks if she gives blowjobs, and then that conversation kind of dies off as it's really awkward and then he goes back down 
<laughs> Making the noise with his mouth, you're like, oh yeah, I can. He's a 13-year-old kid. Ask him about blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. It really shows the... Bo does such a good job of showing you that like, these kids are at the edge of getting into this adult stuff, but they very much are oh, yeah. taking these childish... Uh, <laughs> things with them as well and it's this odd very odd time in your life where you're a kid and trying to be an adult and it's, it's a great, even just the little detail of the the usb port is a spongebob and oh she, yeah and she opens up that uh capsule and there's it's all very very childish like a sixth grader but you know just right. kind of gives you that feel yeah it's just funny how she made that time capsule when she's in sixth grade she's ending eighth grade so it's two years later three years later and she just looks at it like I don't even know who this person is, you know, and then she burns yeah. the box. It's like, that person is dead. I'm now trying to be a new person. I want to bring up the relationship with the dad, and that was the part that I related to the most in that. I definitely had a conversation, like the, the fireside conversation she has with her dad, where you're feeling a lot of self-doubt and a lot of shame. Uh, I just remember this moment so much with, with my own father. And I, I welled up in that moment. And her dad is basically the world's best dad. Oh, yeah. The guy says all the right things. He almost too perfect in, in a way. It was like that was a little unbelievable how perfect he was as a dad. But he has the moment at the mall. Right. But in him saying... And this is a very much the same sentiment my dad gave me is you don't see yourself right now through my perspective and how great of a kid you are and how I thought I'd have to teach you how to behave with kids and share and I thought I'd have to teach you how to make friends and you just took to that so naturally and you don't see when my, when your teachers talk about what a delight you are to have in class and what a, such a lovely girl you are and, and, and I'm so proud and I didn't have to do anything or touch anything in your life to make you become that way. You just happen naturally and, and you're a fantastic person and I know you don't see that necessarily in the every little step and every little beat in your life but I see that and I just wish to God that you were able to see what I'm seeing right now. And he gives her that... that that calmness and he was able to kind of get her out of that moment through that conversation but the challenges that that must happen when you're dealing with a 12 year old or a 13 year old oh yeah it's uh you know everyone no matter how old you are could use like a good like build me up conversation like that but for that to come to your from your father when you're 13 like that is like you said a very emotional moment in the movie you really feel it as a viewer that's that was a thing that i was reflecting on as well where it's you're cringing and you're nostalgic about some of these moments in your life, but you're also reflecting on how some of those things are still very much present in your adult life, mm -hmm. where it's confidence, getting yourself out there, having anxiety about acceptance, about how to meet people, and that's adult. That's for yeah. relevant to a twelve-year-old, obviously, but very relevant to adult people as well. I can reflect on the things she was going through through an adult lens and oftentimes we're like oh I wish I could be a kid or I wish I could go back to <laughs> high school or middle school and you kind of you're only using the tentpole memories that you have right from those. exactly and you're just like but like no you still have the same anxieties as an adult you just have more freedom and more money <laughs> exactly <laughs> so those things are still yeah. relevant in your life yeah all the minutiae is still exactly the same whether you're 13 or 32 <laughs> yeah so there's it's obviously a it's going to be a bible for kids that are going through this phase in their life I wish I had this movie when I was in eighth oh, grade. Oh, absolutely. But it's also still relevant to 
adults and parents that are watching it, there's a lot in here about parenting as well that I think is is pretty poignant, and I just really like the movie. Also, kudos to Bo Burnham for writing it through a free, uh, female perspective. Yeah, definitely. Because last year, Lady Bird, I thought, was a fantastic movie, but that was definitely Greta Gerwig talking from her own experiences and drawing a lot from her own personal life. But for Bo to kind of flip it and make it a, a female character, I thought was a really interesting but affecting choice. Yeah, it was good. I uh, Kids of that age, and I, I would have to imagine, I guess girls are probably a little more social media friendly than guys. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's also just that, that scene in, in the car, and I don't want to spoil too much of it, but that scene she has when she's getting a ride home from the mall was... Right. You know, hold your breath, man. Yeah, was, that, that, was a, that was a tense scene. Very. Well, I was uh, when this movie first came out. I was skimming some reviews, and then something that stuck out in my mind that I was that was in the back of my mind watching the movie was this is low key a horror film, just like how just like just moment to moment, like just trying your best and, and hoping for the best. I mean that that scene you're talking about was that shit's probably more frightening to people than some of the stuff that happens in it. Yeah. You know, oh, like, absolutely. Just, oh my God. Oh, I totally remember trying to make this person my friend and, oh, Jesus, she's going to go do that. Oh no. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that and a lot of watch through your fingers kind of stuff. And, definitely. and that scene in the car is definitely tense. Yeah. The, uh, our theater was dead quiet for all five minutes of that scene. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it plays out in real time. Yeah. It's very deliberate. Oh man! And then the the gas and the, the conversation following the scene. Oof. It's like this is for you. Yeah, oh, man, that was brutal. There was audible gas when he, when when he was talking to her. Yeah. yeah. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, what was your favorite moment in this movie? Man, double birds. We have the, on there. the double birds was hilarious because it was the second time that Bo used like the sexy music for that kid, but then it just ended with him like giving the double bird, which was a great little punchline to that. But also, and we both laughed early on in the scene. It was the assembly. When the kids are like heckling the principal, and just in the back, like, "Are you my mom?" Like, you and I just laughed, like we're like thirteen-year-old boys, like thinking that was the funniest was, thing. Almost any time they did some immature shit, the oh, kids would do some immature just shit. Just like, yep, I these would, are some thirteen-year-old kids. Because that was me. That was definitely me at the back. Yeah, run a cop. Yeah, uh, shit like that. We would say. Uh, I really like the scene in, with the chicken nuggets and Gabe and his. Oh my. Yeah. His fries. I that was such the, a delight. All, all the sauces. Like all the sauces. <laughs> and he presents them with both his hands. Look at what I've done for you. Uh, overall though This conversation's uh, going pretty well. Yeah, I think you should check in on the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, good conversation. <laughs> oh man. His his award that was just happened to be out his archery award. That was oh, great. Man. That was that was definitely Bobby Peterson back in the day, wasn't it? Uh, so with that said, uh, definitely I think it's going to be in my top 10 movies this year. Do you have any anticipation for this award season? Do you think it catches fire like a ladybird and, and gets a writing nom? I really hope it does. I think the writing is probably what's going to, what it's going to, you know. Yeah, it could be this year's Big Sick kind of as well. Yeah, Where it's exactly. that nice comedy or dramedy. It has some, some interesting insight. And, yeah. And it gets recognized. In that I mean, space. I'd love to see Elsie get nominated. You know, I mean, 
I could, who, I could who knows? see it. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah, you know? I see Fisher. So. People love the whole A Star is Born thing and try to like make, make something out of it. So maybe Yeah, Abigail Breslin or... was more when she was in uh, Little, Miss Little Miss Sunshine, but that yeah. wasn't a supporting nomination. But right. I could see something kind of similar. Could be something like that this year. Do you know that when she, after she got cast in this movie, she shot this movie the whole summer, then she went to high school and did not get cast in her high school play? Hilarious. Yeah, the drama like, teacher. Yeah, jokes on that drama teacher. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, God damn it! <laughs> cast the girl is going to get nominated for an Oscar. That's wow, hilarious. I also wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about Bo Burnham and, and why you like him. You you were the person who originally brought him to me and was like, you got to watch this stand-up. It's performance art. It's not just stand-up and, and this YouTube guy, but it's way more than just a YouTube star. Right, exactly. What are some of your feelings about it and why do you like him? Yeah, leading off with oh, Bo Burnham, he's like, he's, he got big on YouTube. That's so... Plat- Blase in 2018, and I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, he said he's a comedian for eighth graders, so we made a movie for eighth. Yeah, graders. exactly. Yeah. And then to be like, oh yeah, he's like a musical comic, and then you're like, oh god, he's like one of those. Yeah, Stephen just... Lynch, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like we get it. Like you can like make jokes while you're strumming guitar, like. Uh-huh. But no, the, the special I showed you was the was his special called What, and that's like the first time he did a show that was a full on show, not just stand up going to the piano, stand up going back to the piano, that kind of that kind of thing like there's like the lighting cues there's like the editing in a special and everything like mm-hmm. that um, there's a great bit about video editors oh no the fucking thing I got a problem with the video editors man the fucking thing I hate and then there's it just, and it just cuts off and it goes to another joke like the video editor like saw that was like nope that's not going to the special <laughs> the joke was that the video yeah. editor cut it out of the, the special great and they also does like the whole like wearing a, a different shirt like yeah, yeah. Pretty good. I really like make. Like he's been a, like a professional comedian since he was like seventeen or eighteen. He started mm-hmm. really young. He's probably like 25, 26 now. He's like, young, yeah. He's insanely young, very talented. Um, but no, like once I watched the What special and heard him on a couple of podcasts, like he's on um, a podcast I really like called You Made the You Made It Weird. That's also a podcast that like talks comedy, talks sex, talks God, and he's just like a hardcore atheist, and he's very staunch in his beliefs, but also he went to Catholic school, too. right? Exactly, yeah. you know, he's a relapsed Catholic, as they like to call themselves, and just like I had nothing but respect for him, just insanely smart, and his comedy is fantastic. Yeah, and it's very much a performance piece. It's and and it's been happening a little more with three mics and some other things where yeah. comedians are trying to think outside the box in terms of their presentation. Yeah, and yeah, conceptual is a, is a great way to phrase that. So I really enjoyed it. The songs to me aren't my favorite just because I've yeah. but that's also what got him here. But just the talent that is starting to come up, and now that he's making this transition into filmmaking. And, you know, we had Chris Hinsky do A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place and we had the, the Hereditary director come on. Now we have Bo Burnham, and I'm starting to get really excited again about the pipeline of new talent we have yeah, coming man, into the blood. director space. And just a lot of really, really great movies. Those are All those movies I just listed are some of my favorite movies this year, and all first-time directors. Yeah, and that's insane. That's really encouraging <laughs> for me. And you know maybe the the streaming and, and Netflix and Amazon it's 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 presented more material but presented more times at the plate for first timers and I think I, I'm just really interested to see where we're gonna go the next five to ten yeah I love some Bo Burnham also really interesting because I was talking about Big Sick and Bo Burnham is I was, I was just Big about to Sick. say that yeah cool he has a couple of good like funny one liners he plays a comedian yeah <laughs> just one of the comedian friends exactly so, cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts on 8th grade? Uh, one of my favorites so far this year, for sure. Again, 
I think I brought this up during Hereditary, but uh, another movie by A24. Fucking killing it. Yeah. Bringing the fresh talent, taking chances on indie movies, and, and trying to push it to the mainstream, which is always welcome. Definitely. Uh, you'll cry. You'll well up. You'll be nostalgic. Maybe you'll think about yourself and, and, and some ways to improve yourself moving forward. Make that pros and cons, <laughs> things I'd like to change about myself list right, the same right. way Elsie you, does. You will gasp and you will relate. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you've ever uh, had uh, hard times as a teenager or if you've... Or as an adult even. Or as an adult, <laughs> I think it's, it's a, a great watch. So go check that out. I want to thank you for coming on again, Bobby yeah, Peterson. Man. Thanks for having me, dude. My pleasure. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. That's going to be our chat today on 8th Grade. Go check it out. Like us. Subscribe to us. Thanks for listening. Gucci! Gucci! Bye! Now the show is done. I hope that you had gut trembling or something resembling fun. And if you watch this thing alone... Probably didn't laugh, but maybe a few times you exhaled out of your nose. But if you hated it, that's fair. But either way, could you find a little more time for a parting questionnaire? On a scale from one to zero, are you happy? Because you're on your own from here, so are you happy? I'm open to suggestions. Are you happy? But what the fuck kind of question is, am I happy? I really want to try to get happy. And I think that I could get it if I didn't always panic every time I'm unhappy. Like, I'm owed some life or I'm always like happy. Which is stupid because I wouldn't even want it if I got it. Wait, oh God, my dad was right. So if you know or ever knew how to be happy On a scale from one to two now Are you happy? You're everything you hated Are you happy? Hey look ma, I made it Are you happy?